Oh, is it recording? Well, I'm I'm doing a test. (coughs) Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Welcome, everybody. My name is Julie. I'm Jenna. This is The Art of Murder. Yep. A podcast about murder. And art. And sometimes just art. And and sometimes just murder. That's right. A little bit of everything. Excellent. Sprinkle it on there. Okay, we're going to touch base as to what happened. (laughs) So I'm driving... And then all of a sudden my app on my phone says that The Art of Murder has a new episode out that's like 10 minutes long or 15 minutes. I don't even remember. 13 minutes. 13 minutes. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And let me tell you, that's exactly what I said after I heard it too. What the fuck was this? And my text message to you was, what the fuck? What the fuck did I just listen to? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. So we had rules that Jenna was not allowed to drink while recording. Nope. Yeah, she's drinking tonight as well. And just a, just know, one. Just an 8% beer. Okay. It's she's a, only allowed one, guys. Yeah. But um, it's, it's delicious. But let's be clear. I want to be clear about something. Mm-hmm. At no point, in case you thought, I'm like, that I was mad at her for not recording. That was not the case. <laughs> she did this all on her own. Yeah. I'm like, are we, are we fighting? It sounds like we're fighting. Like, because you were like apologizing to me. And I'm like, and then to everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. So we were not fighting. Jenna was not just, at all. Uh, no. you know. I felt really guilty because I was supposed to come over on Sunday. Yeah. <sighs> uh, it's okay. Yeah. But you know what, Jenna? I understand why you felt like you had to, I guess, apologize. Like, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Where you're just like, listen, this happened. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll accept that. But no more. <laughs> no more than that. You apologize like five or six times. Listen, Jenna, you don't have to apologize for mental health issues. Thank you. Okay? <clears throat> I appreciate that. That's right. It made me mad. I laughed. I cried. <laughs> I was angry. I was confused. I was wondering when the thing was going to end. Mixed bag of emotions. It was a lot. And then there was licking of the dog. Yes. Speaking of the licking, we discussed this before we started. There will be no more eating. Nope. Or sucking on suckers <laughs> during the recording. I had a very... I've noticed that I have a lot of issues. <laughs> Far from. No. And, and chewing noises if i'm there live it's not so bad but chewing noises especially listening to it on the podcast i almost turned our own podcast off i couldn't handle it i was like oh my gosh no just like i just get it done just get it done and then i i pulled through but um yeah no more eating on the podcast Um, all right so uh rule number one is no apologizing for mental health stuff because we're all going through it let's just be honest it's the winter time winter blues sad all that kind of stuff second no drinking for jenna (laughs) alone well i was i i took a self-care day that day and i just i was listening to mfm and i'm like oh my gosh i should just like throw some content up just to keep people you know you said that last time too on that episode did i really The 13 minutes episode yeah oh boy you were listening to mfm in the that's bath. right yeah okay yeah, yeah. i did we went through this all right it's the deja vu of, of odd <laughs> i don't even know if you call it pain or laughter or confusion it was con- it was a little bit of everything yeah and i just kept thinking what the hell am i listening to <laughs> it was it, it was basically me trying to make up for sunday but it made me laugh thank you yeah next time it'll be even better i'll just do tricks i'll or tell jokes with your fellow candlesticks oh yes how about it up without <gasps> the company impressed i'll i'll write Is a murder song okay i was gonna throw in some of your laughter and then i thought how it would be kind of eerie eerie that saying that i'm not there and then you yeah laughter <laughs> creepy but that's how i do this is how I do. Ooh. This is how I do it. Okay. Correction corner. Okay. 
Can I call it correction corner? You can. Correction space? Yeah. Everything's space now. Space. So I don't want to rip off, like, because I know MFM calls it correction yeah. corner, and I feel like I don't want to rip them off. I mean, they're like our idols, but. They are. Anyway, correction space. Correction space. Art space. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yes. The Renee Sweeney that I did last week or two mm-hmm. weeks ago, I didn't use the word um, allegedly oh. because the guy has not. I mean, he was arrested and charged. Yeah. But because I guess he's not convicted, you oh. can't say he's, you know. It said they caught him and they did and they arrested him and whatever. But allegedly, he's the one who murdered okay. her, which you and I, we know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I think we kind of discussed this. We talked about bail. I do you want to touch base that there are multiple kinds of bail? And some yes. people, of course, aren't eligible for bail. And then that's, I think that's it. I can't believe I didn't know what that made when I was listening back to that. I, you know how you did that, that you do that thing where I will, I will tell you a fact that you on the podcast goes, you, you say, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Or, and then you listen back to it and you go, you stupid girl. How did you, you not know? <laughs> I did that to myself. I was like, it's not bad. Oh yeah. And actually a lot of it is 10%. So every state mm-hmm. has a different like um bail like laws and whatnot and uh and canada is different as well where i sometimes depending on what it is you might just can use just a lien on your house and not have to pay the 10 percent. and it's 10 percent. remember i was like i don't know what the percentage is oh okay it's usually 10 percent. oh and then yeah and then there's the bail bondsman and all that jazz and yeah but it all depends on how bad of a criminal you are i've been really fascinated with uh court proceed procedurals and like court whatnots lately so i think i would like to do some more uh research and whatnots is um into more like court stuff like judicial is it it's called judicial right proceedings law proceedings laws in general yeah that's been yeah it's kind of fascinating (laughs) it is fascinating um yeah oh and the only other thing you don't have to keep this in if you don't want to you said on your drunken rant of 13 minutes uh, that we only had 50 listeners. Yeah. I want to celebrate. We have 50 <laughs> listeners. Okay? You guys yeah. rock. I love it. It's pretty... It, I mean, <laughs> especially since we were away for three weeks, like, our numbers keep rising, which is good. Like, it's it's staying steadily at 40 to 50 listeners per week, which the fact that we con- consistently have between that yeah. we had thank you we have loyal listeners that's right our loyal listeners that's all we need yeah so tell your friends friends and family yes but like, no like i, I said i don't care if you think we're annoying just tell everyone else because someone <laughs> out there will love our our us and not love our us love our us love oh i almost said us like just to spell us but then i realized <laughs> that that sounds like the states and whatever i don't really love them right now so well, it's not the entire country. It's just... Uh, yeah, fair. good stuff there. The actions of one do not define the actions of all. The country? Yeah. Okay, so, Group of Seven Painting. Oh. A.Y. Jackson. Yeah. Stolen Friday night <gasps> from a Toronto home. No. Worth $200,000. No. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to tell me about. No, it. no, no. That's not my. That's not part of my story. But yeah. that's amazing. I know we want to. We want to cover the um, the disappearance. Yeah, he's not Group of Seven though. Wait, what? 
Tom Thompson is not part of the group of seven. He died in 1917. The group wasn't formed until 1920. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So oh. he's he's affiliated because he knew all of, all of them and they all did the paintings and whatever together. Like when they would do like their little excursions, excursions? or things. Ex- excursions? Ex- yeah. Excursions. Excursions. Adventures. Adventures in the forest. But um, no, he died before it was ever formed. Oh. So if he was still alive, it would be called the group of eight. that's like emily carr who is sort of an like an affiliate group of seven i keep whenever i read about her she's always considered like the sort of because she was part she she was around the same time and her and lauren harris harris used to hang out yeah did they have a thing were they like i don't think so no she was once proposed to by a man who was an artist and she said no because she doesn't want to marry competition she was very like a feminist lady yeah no she's hardcore she had a monkey which you shouldn't have but i think it's cool at the time yeah yeah back in those days oh emily if you had if you uh i if you were living back in like the 1920s what kind of animal do you think you would have that's exotic and weird i think i'd do a peacock not i would have a peacock in the 1920s yeah uh probably a tiger just horrible yes but we're you know it's just fantasy all at this point actually no i would probably want a monkey I don't know, I want them all. I want a penguin. I still want a penguin. <laughs> you, still want a, you still would, even though it's illegal. I know. That's well, mean. actually, it's not. Here in Toronto, it's not legal. Yeah, you it's know not what? illegal you yet. You did tell me that before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't own a penguin. Why I not? will not let you. Well, I understand. Yeah. But blue fairy penguins can be held in climates such as this because it's both warm and cold, and fairy penguins can be in both warm and cold climates. And you but just have one? They usually are like a little packed animal. I'd have several. Okay. It'd be Mr. Like Mr. Popper's penguin. Is it Mr. Popper's penguin? What's that book? I don't know, but I know about Pangu. Pangu, Pangu. I have those VHSs. Oh, our tea's almost ready. Excellent. Do you you know what uh, we forgot to do? So much better than my own. <laughs> that was um, something else as well. That was. It was. A, it was the remix version of <laughs> of, of something. <laughs> it was something. Okay, I'm gonna make us some tea and then let's get into this. Wait, one more. Oh, can yeah, I tell you? Yeah. Man exonerated after 45 years in prison sells his prison art to get by. No. Yes. Now I looked Way. at Richard Phillips. Um spent 45 years in prison yeah and he essentially did artwork in prison uh, and that was the only thing that kind of kept him sane he Mm -hmm. said and made it through and because they're not allowed to keep the artwork he would send it to essentially a pen pal that he had made yep when he finally got exonerated also he was known as the longest inmate to get exonerated (gasps) i forget exactly what it is um yeah he was cleared of a 1971 homicide after an investigation by university of michigan law students and the wayne county prosecutor's office so right now because he's been 45 years oh yeah so he sent it to this girl and turns out she kept all of his art yeah um he richard phillips is could be eligible for more than two million (gasps) dollars 
under the Michigan law compensation for wrongly convicted. First of all, let's stop for a second. Two million? That's not much. You spent 45 yeah. fucking years in prison for something you didn't do, and you're only they're only giving you two million? But the state so far is resisting, and the matter is unsettled, so he has no money. Fuck so off. So right now, he was displaying roughly 50 of his more than 400 watercolors at a Detroit area gallery and is willing to sell them. So he's saying that these are all part of him yeah. and he doesn't really want to sell them, but but he needs it to make money because he was wrongly convicted. He's 73 years old right now. See, now, this is a great topic because I, I would really like to have this debate on, on one of our episodes about convicted kill, killers or, or or inmates when they do artwork and they try to sell it because they're I, i've been doing a lot of reading about this is it right is it wrong in this case like up until this point everyone thought he was he had done it or not everyone but you know what i mean like i don't think you can sell i i, I know we're not debating it now but we're debating it no if you're a, if you're a killer you don't get to sell your artwork this guy is not and but, he wasn't trying to and look at him and like look at his artwork I don't know if you. Isn't that fucking I beautiful? It. I I would love. I really love more. that. Oops. I wanted to buy one of his pieces, and Dexter said, "Well, maybe you could write the gallery and see." I'm like, I don't know, man. Is it going to be too much? But totally his work write them. Is beautiful. I would write them and see. But yeah, I tried looking up. Um, so like, so what's this gentleman's name again? Richard Phillips. Richard Phillips. Richard Phillips. Congratulations on getting out. Let's use this as a... Let's give him a shout-out for this. Yes. Please check out his work. It actually is really his beautiful. His work is un- yeah. phenomenal. I love the color. Like, like, I love that blocking and that, like, the color yeah. palette. Like, it's really... He's like, he painted watercolors in his cell, warm landscape, portraits of famous people like Mother Teresa, mm. uh, flowers, vases of flowers, and uh, bass, bassist playing jazz. But he's got lots of jazzy kind of music stuff. It's cool. I would totally... Yeah, I totally did sort of the jazz thing. Yeah. That's really awesome. He says, I didn't actually think I'd ever be free again. This art is what I did to stay sane. I get it. I totally get it. Uh, you were talking about, uh, I think it was, was it Thursday when we did the printmaking project about how doodling in your book for hours is such a wonderful mental health release. I, yeah. I was like, I went in the back, I grabbed my sketchbook and I sat down and I started like doodling with the kids. I'm like, this is, but then I had to stop. Because yeah. I had to work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it bad. is. It's true. Like, I didn't... You don't really think about it. Oh, tea's ready. Tea's ready. Be right back. And pause. <clears throat> yeah. I'm excited for this. Okay. I mean, I'm always excited, but... Well, I've got a very s- special story for you, Julie. This one's l- just for you. Ooh. I is uh, it called <laughs> the murder of Julie Glowed and then you kill me? Okay. so i don't know how this is gonna go over but i hope (laughs) what the hell i don't know how we'll see we'll see okay let me get myself adjusted here so uh you are pretty big fan of this show and you've talked well not friends okay i'm sorry i i'm cutting you off already because i'm so excited it's okay i i'm really excited I can't believe I've held this in for as long as I did. So I got my sources from SoapDirt.com, SpudNickNews.com, and CultEducation.com. Passions? Mm, no, not passions. Um, oh, 90 Day Fiance? Absolutely. No way! Uh-huh. So, <gasps> they have a story about 90 Day Fiance? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you oh about the murder what? of of Olga Koshimbeftova 
Bevatova's sister. So apparently Olga was on this on season six of 90 yeah, Day Fiance. She was just on. She had a baby. Okay. With the, Steven. Steven. Yeah. Fre- yes. Her sister got her murdered. Her sister got murdered by her parents. Wait till I tell you. Okay. Wait. Can I just get a date of when this happened? So 2011. Okay. Then holy <laughs> fuck a duck. Because don't fuck a duck. That's bestiality. It's mean. But it's true. she's all alone. And I'm like, why is this 20 year old all alone yeah and i'm like i understand his story but what's her story (gasps) so i'm gonna tell you oh my god i can't (laughs) wait to go tell dexter i can't fucking wait to go tell i can't believe i didn't start with that but i'm thinking obviously it has nothing to do with 90 day fiance because it's like a reality show so i'm thinking and i don't watch it either but oh my god yeah i i was so excited this season that just ended that's the one that happened two two weeks ago. I, yeah, I guess so. I, I thought about doing some extra research and actually watching, <clears throat> but I thought, no, because I don't want this to skew sort of my perspective. It really wouldn't, but wow. yeah. Also, okay. I didn't have time. Okay. So, Olga Kosh Imbevtova. Am I saying that right? Like, uh, we, just Olga. They don't Olga? say her last name, yeah. Okay, she was born in 1997 in Russia, um, and she was on season six, or the most recent episode yeah. of 90 Day Fiancé. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at the time of this murder, she was only 13, but her sister was 25, 26, and had two children already. So she had a three-year-old and just a baby infant. Oh. And the she did go to, uh, Olga went to an orphanage after this had happened and stayed there quite a bit, but then I guess some relatives had her with them or something the the time between her like being in the orphanage and now not i couldn't find too much about it except that she was on 90 day fiance and well because i think at a certain point was it 16 or 18 they you're you're out on your own i don't know what the law is in russia so i didn't really look much into that but the the story of her sister's murder i fuck couldn't freaking believe this at all okay Alexandra Kashim Bevtova lived in uh, Voronezh, Voronezh, Russia. So that's where they're from. Russia is no longer listening. Nope. And that's fine. (laughs) We try our hardest. We do. Okay. Uh, she was about 25 at the time. A couple other reports state that she was 26. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, she had two kids. So around the time of this incident she started to say that she heard voices talking to her about how unclean she was and she told her parents about that and her parents had thought she had unclean spirits possessing her and that she had married the devil oh so uh schizophrenia starts yes yeah yeah and uh so uh olga's fiance steven that's uh, they he met her in her old hometown area uh voronez voronez it sounds italian but it's not um it's just a fun side fact they actually went to back to her home country area to meet her and steven okay so pardon her and steven met in the states originally it Oh, so and then he went to visit her oh. when she had the baby in his in her country. Oh, okay. And he stayed there for three months. So maybe I read that wrong in the. It's okay, I got you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I knew you would. So she was visiting the states in the summer mm-hmm. for a summer holiday thing. Met Stephen there on the beach and whatever. They're all like flirty, flirty, kissy, kissy, sexy, sexy. Then she went back to Russia. She got she was pregnant. 
she had fallen pregnant to Steve with Stephen's kid, and then they had dated via um, Skype or whatever. Like long you distance. Want to call it. Long distance. Uh, and then he just before she had the baby, he went down to Russia with her, and he was staying there for I think it was two months. Um, so then she he he got there, and then she went to labor, had the baby. And I heard he was stayed. an asshole while she was like on hardcore asshole. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. No, he's a, he's he's not nice. He seems like. He seems like kind of an abuser. Yeah. And um, apparently, like, he's he was staying with a family friend because he's got is- family issues. Uh, so um, one of his friend's mom let him stay there. So she's kind of like, I guess, his guidance or whatever. So you hear her talk and she's like, no, that's not the Stephen I know and whatever. I'm like, yeah, but you also don't know how he is with, like, women or whatever. But yeah. the way he, he acted with her is is really horrible and really sad and i feel really bad for olga yeah because uh soapdirt.com they she had um some instagram posts and uh twitter post feeds about their interaction together and people saying like this fucking douchebag needs to be deported back to the u.s how dare he treat olga this way and like your girlfriend your the mother of your child's on the way to go and have a baby and you're screaming at her while she's in labor pains and i was like i don't know if i want to watch this because it would just make me so mad it is really hurtful um And he's he's just saying, well, she's not saying please and thank you when she's like, can you wash your hands? And I'm like, first of all, she's also kind of somewhat struggling to speak English. Like, she's pretty good. Yeah. And she just had your child. And you're going to say, well, you, I, just let me touch her and whatever. She goes, no, but you touched the shoes. Can you just wash your hands? You can say please. Oh, yeah. He would snap on her. Like, he's got, like, temper tantrums and, like... And by oh, abusive, I mean, like, man. verbally abusive. I mean, I don't know if he would ever hit her her or anything like that yeah but to me he's 20 and he's this bad right now she just had your child like you shut the fuck up and you do everything even if she's yelled at you Mm -hmm. yes 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 that's what you get to do like the fact that tlc though too is also showing this stuff and i really do wish that they would intervene in some way to prevent this because I don't want this stuff on television. I don't want other people to see that this is an acceptable behavior. And you're, and even if you but behave, I, the point I think of the show is to see things that are not acceptable. Yeah, like, like they right. they don't want it to be all smooth and stuff, right? So they, of course, they, as a show, they would like that. But them being on a show, of course, there's going to be internet and backlash and articles and stuff. So people will know. Maybe they'll be more aware if she comes down. I'm I was scared for her to come to America because yeah. then she'll be like stuck, you know. Last I heard, though, she was she's still in Russia. I don't know if you know. No, no, yeah. I don't know exactly what because her. Because he started her, the visa process late. He lied to her and said that he started it already while she was pregnant. And that by the time, you know, he goes down, when he went to Russia, he hadn't even started it. So he, he admitted it to her and he said, well, if I started it, you guys would be coming home with me now. No. But I didn't start it, so it'll take months. Olga? He, you are better than this. He almost tried to take the baby without her. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. You know what, Olga? You are a strong woman. Don't fucking go back with him. Just because you had his baby, you can survive on your own and be an awesome lady and wonderful mother to your child. Daughter? It was a daughter, right? Yeah. They had a daughter? Yeah. yeah. No, and you know the middle Did name... They have a daughter? Yeah. Because yeah. her middle name is Alexandra. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Allison, yeah. I forgot about what the... What's the name of the child again? I don't know the first name. I oh. only know that the... Because... 
Olga doesn't talk about this in the TV series. The person who wrote this article about the murder was trying to piece some facts together to make sure that it was actually like a real thing. So like one of the notes was that the baby's middle name is is her sister's middle name. So let me tell you about her sister. So, uh, like I said, she was complaining about hearing voices in her head and her parents thought that she had an unclean spirit inside of her and that was possessing her and she had married the devil. <laughs> okay. So, uh, her, their father and mother are Sergei uh, Kosh Imbev Betov. Now, here's a fun fact. In Russia, if a family has a girl first, they put an A at the end of their last name. So, Olga's Ooh. like, Olga and Alexandra, their last name is Koshim Betova, not just Tov. Oh. Yeah. And uh, their mother, Elena Antonova. So, she also has an A at the end of her name. Right. So, Sergey is 49. He's a taxi driver. And Elena is 15. She was a school teacher around this time. So, it's January 7th, 2011. And this is when they have their Orthodox Christmas celebration. So, they start early. Okay. And it goes all the way until the end of December. Oh, she started hearing... She started hearing noises around uh, uh, d- uh, Chris- Christmas Eve-ish. Okay. Um, and so January 7th is when the Orthodox celebration starts and happens. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to take off my leather in case it makes oh, noise in the mic. Darn, it looks good. They decided uh, to take matters into their own hand. Because, you know, all smart parents, they do that. They just decide, you know what? Of course. I'm going to take matters into my own hands when I obviously know what I'm doing my child is uh saying that they hear voices and perform an exorcism to quote-unquote save our daughter and it was a violent one like they (gasps) so here's what had happened so creepy they were they wanted to do these things to help stop her from loving satan her her (laughs) quote-unquote husband oh help her stop loving him um you're assuming that she does. You're assuming this. She's telling you that she's hearing voices in her head. That's about as much of that as should be taken care of. Do you understand? Do you get what I mean? Like, he like, has nothing to do. Nothing. Like, she's not even saying, no. oh, he's Satan. Exactly. She's just saying, I'm hearing voices. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, obviously, he's the husband. So they decided to torture her. So they tortured her before Fuck. moving on. And, and torturing her, like, beating her, like, t- completely she had uh bruises and um intusions is that the right word uh contusions maybe intusions is like head injuries yes it had stuff (laughs) she had head injuries and the other really shitty thing was they forced five liters of holy quote-unquote holy water i'm gonna say quote-unquote a lot because a lot of this is is um uh just stuff from what the parents have said like they're they totally talk about this openly um by the way uh, and I'll tell you why. But yeah, they forced five liters of water down her throat and she kept throwing it up and they'd try to get it back down. Gross. Oh, yeah. Then they disemboweled her. What? Uh-huh. Yes. So they ripped open her stomach and the mother, Elena, t- t- took her hands and took out her intestines and ripped them out. Mm-hmm. Then what they did was the father, like both of them. Was she awake at this point? Probably. That wasn't noted in, in she the... She definitely was alive, I guess. Oh. But maybe she was passed out, hopefully, like by a head trauma thingy. I would, 
I'm assuming something, there was something, but Olga was actually locked into another room with, with Alex, uh, Alexandra's infant child and three-year-old child in another room in the house still. So they were still there. Holy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. And then, um, so mother rips out the intestines. Then they just start stomping on Al- Alexandra until she's dead. That's it. That's what. That's how they perform that's this the fucking exorcism. Ex- yeah. I don't think that they know what that meant. Nope. Not at all. Um, uh, so then, what they did was they wrapped her body in a blanket, and uh they had their theory was and this is what they told the relatives so the the parents were totally vocal about this as well saying like you we know, killed her we had to exercise the the demons out of our daughter she was m- married to satan she loved him so much and we needed to stop her from from loving him because it's wrong they told their relatives that in three days time her body would resurrect like jesus uh-huh yeah i'm sorry <laughs> and were the bowels going to be replaced in there as they resurrect oh of course because you know they just totally magically pop Bang. right back in there so all is said and done uh, olga's body is put somewhere and or not olga alexandra sorry but it was olga she's 13 at the time the next day she calls police and tells them what happened you fucking go Olga. yeah fucking right like 13 years old what you should be caring about is school you're getting your periods shortly or already have it take care of you know your lady stuff you're becoming a woman puberty don't you shouldn't have to worry about this shit but she takes it upon herself calls police and you know rats her parents no i don't want to say rat because that sounds mean but tells the truth and speaks up like a badass so um paramedics reported that the woman was lying in some sort of crucifix position uh and where was she see you don't know maybe in the house maybe somewhere i'm thinking in the house somewhere they probably put her in that room that oh yeah because she's gonna get resurrected so they can't bury the body in the forest but her body is still wrapped in a blanket when they but when they open it she's in a like crucifix position um but at once the parents were arrested they were actually sent to uh serbisky institute in moscow to get um assessed (sighs) they're fucking batshit crazy their their assessment yeah but um the parents were still ordered to stand trial despite being like deemed totally like totally not okay to stand trial uh the trial begins christmas eve the next of 2011 um and uh elena the mother had arrived to the trial with a bible in her hand and saying i didn't we didn't kill her Uh, basically what i did was just to her body okay i'm not like this was the actual quote was like did not kill her what i did i did to her body um that is that's murder uh, first off fucked up, yeah man. the fact that your mindset is that twisted to go no 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 i didn't like kill her released her soul to like the heavens or something like is that is she religioning in this oh 100 i just made that a verb religioning it mm, i like it i religion you religion we religion <sighs> religion it's just oh. it's 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 infuriating uh but police investigator uh Servove. 
said the mother and father believed that they were helping their daughter to stop loving her husband, believing him to be Satan. And then in the end of the trial, which they were sent back to the institution for life, um, and Olga went to an orphanage after that. I don't know what happened to her niece and nephew. Like, I don't know what happened. There was nothing else about that. Um, The mother then also quipped up and said, how can they send me to a madhouse? I feel fine. (laughs) Yeah. But Olga no. has not talked about it publicly ever. So this must have just come out because she was on the show and then yeah. more popular. Like uh, I didn't read the dates on the articles, but uh, I I was I can't remember what I was listening to, but it was about oh fear and fame. It's another podcast. Two girls just like us started listening to their uh, podcast. They have some really good pretty good content and also we're not the only ones that go where's our steven when we need him yeah (laughs) Yeah, they do the same thing so we're not alone and they're great i have steven her name is jenna (laughs) (laughs) i am steven and jenna but uh yeah it kind of inspired me to look up like you know i don't know why i just 90 day fiance murder and this came out but i was like what i can't even yeah so maybe one day Olga, olga will finally speak up about it and talk about it that poor girl. Uh, like she's so much more of a badass than I thought she was too. Like I knew yeah. she was like she deals with this Steven guy so well and but at the same time I feel like, yeah, you're better off on your own and you're better off not with him, but after all this stuff too, to still like to be here and uh, you know, doing going through yeah, the like you were saying the stuff with Steven. Yeah. I just think that she's you know she's so she's cool i want to say that in a positive way of like your mental health like her mental health still hasn't you know got brought her down to enough where she's not um going through life i don't know how what do i want to say no basically summing it up olga you are a badass everything that you have gone through up to this point you should be very proud of yourself that you've gotten through it and if you ever want to talk about your experience you have an open seat on this podcast i'm just gonna you know yeah why not if you want to we'll have we should if you want to move to canada yeah probably better Mm -hmm. that too we're really nice here we say sorry a lot (laughs) and you can ask us to do things and we won't ask you to say please yeah so that's it that's my 90 day fiance olga story no Mm -hmm. idea i feel so i know it's i feel so bad for olga Mm -hmm. I don't even know, I don't know if she the wants show. us to feel bad. You know, like, I know you don't need... You should watch the show. Mind you, it'll be more upsetting to you now to see Stephen treat her the way she, he does. <sighs> yeah. All right. Yeah, Jenna, ready for this. thank you so much for sharing a true passion of mine <laughs> in so many different ways. Just for you. It's like... All I ever wanted wrapped in one. <laughs> Not that I wanted her family to be, you know. No, but, but I think her story needs to be told. I think. I think it does. Mm-hmm. Because she, to me, she's so mature for a 20-year-old. Like, when I think back to what, <laughs> what I was as a 20-year-old, I was so unbelievable unbelievably immature oh yeah I mean, me too i'm not i know that you were because i didn't know you when you were 20 but yeah. i know what you mean yeah yeah like and i don't mean immature as in like being mean to people you know like some people are like you you know like that uh, i was fine but like everything like 
um, relationship-wise or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was still a kid. Money for me, I was so irresponsible with money. Oh, oh no, boy. Wasn't. No, I had my father. My father kept me in line my whole life. Burned a hole in my pocket. No. It's, it's all about the 10% fun, man. And boys. I was really, really not so smart about boys. Well, I think that kind of goes with the territory. I mean, you know, but you know, in a sense of like, um, b- pretending like I was stupid and like, oh my God, like, oh, you're yeah. so handsome, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Like, that's a thing, eh? Be like, no, I don't like that. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, I, I didn't like myself and back then I was in college too. I did like 21, 21 and tw- 21, 22, and 23, I, I definitely shipped up. So. Yeah, I think I, I think I started maturing at 21. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It was just the things that I did. <laughs> I guess it was like, I guess most people do that, but, like, you go to clubs dancing on speakers and stuff like that. Oh, it was so <laughs> painful to say that I used to do that. <clears throat> and then you dance with your other girlfriends all sexy, like, oh, no, I can't, I'm cringing. I would get... I would cringing. I had a a bit of a drinking problem back then and my biggest thing was I would get really really drunk and then either try to walk home myself or just go home by myself in a cab or something without anybody helping me. The amount of times I think back and like hate myself for going you didn't protect yourself. Yeah. You didn't you weren't no, fucking smart you're, about you're, you're um indestructible. Yeah. When you're that young. You're like whatever. Nothing can happen to me. I it's awful. I was like, I didn't drink at all. Um, at, at that time, I barely drink now, but I, uh, I was kind of like the opposite. Like I'll go home alone. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather go home alone than go home with anybody who's like, uh, I, I don't creepy, know. like a weird, like give you, no, but weird I mean like vibes? friends who were like, they were all getting, if they were getting, I'm trying to think, no, cause I wouldn't leave. I would never leave a friend behind, mm-hmm. but in the sense of like, let's say a bunch of people were just meeting at a bar. And then I went, like, I didn't need to go with somebody. I would just, I can go alone. I could be by myself for a bit and wait. And then I'm leaving alone because if I want to leave, I'm going to leave. Yeah. I don't want anybody to say, yeah, but I'm hooking up with this guy, like, or whatever. But like, you know, and they, but you do have your close friends where you're like, you watch out for each other. But if it's like acquaintances, like if I went without people, like I had a couple of close friends, so I wouldn't leave them. But, you know, but I would walk to, I never drank. So I would walk to my car mm-hmm. all the time alone at, you know, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. And it was, I felt almost better than in case there was a bunch of people with us. Cause I didn't know if like, let's say somebody was hooking up with a guy and I didn't really know that guy. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I don't want him in my car or whatever. Cause so, you never know people who, even though a friend or an acquaintance may tell you, you that they trust this person, you, it's just like the whole Steve thing. No, but you don't know how they're going to react. That's true. With Steve, like, uh, Olga's Olga's shitty. Oh yeah, baby no, but daddy. these are these are guys that like, they would hook up at, at the bar or something. Oh, like that, oh okay, right? but it wouldn't happen like often. But I guess I'm just thinking like parties or anything like that. I'd always I'm I'm always make sure that I was. I mean, I didn't drink, so that helped definitely. Um, but if it got too rowdy or if it got too too much drinking stuff, you I'm were just like, like, I'm, I'm like, out. I'm out. Peace, peace out. So you were... So I was really boring is what I'm saying. Not at all. No, because I did... Dra- I See, I think this makes it worse. Listen. Listen here. I'm looking. I danced on speakers... Yeah. And in cages... Yeah. At a bar... Yeah. Sober. Yeah. 
Not yet. It's sad. Not at all. Jenna, delete all that. That's embarrassing to me. Okay. You can keep it. <laughs> I was just going to say, basically, you're like a theatrical performer. That's performing exactly. like on I Broadway. I want to be a go-go dancer. Cool. Without getting paid. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's totally reasonable. Yeah. I go-goed all the way. Did you, you like wear the bottoms of your soles no. out on your shoes? <sighs> oh, the bottoms of soles out on my shoes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. See? Oh, yeah. No, I would get to the bar like too early mm-hmm. and start dancing. Like when the dance floor was empty. And I would leave after closing and we would not leave the dance floor, maybe to go pee and maybe to get a, like, really? get a bottle of water. I would dance literally. And I mean that literally. I would literally. just be at the bar drinking. The whole night. No, I couldn't do the dance thing. It dancing just made me nonstop. So nonstop. I wish I had that in me now. Yeah. Because you know how fit I'd be? Shit. Okay. Um, you want to talk about murder? I always want to talk about murder. Okay. I got one for you. Yes. Okay. This is Bishop. A Bishop. Marvin Pence Gay Sr. So, I got my information. Do you know? No. I'm waiting. Okay, you just wait. Don't. Uh, Murderpedia and a book called Masking Evil. Ooh. So, Bishop Marvin was born, I don't know why I'm slowing down here, October 1st, 1914, in Kentucky, to George and Mommy Gay. Wait, Mommy? Mommy. M-A-M-I-E. I know, mommy, 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 mommy. Maybe, maybe <laughs> nobody knew her name. And he just, as he calls That's her, all. mommy, mommy, <laughs> mommy gay. Uh, a poor family who worked on a farm. He was the third of 13 kids and was forced to work long hours with his family and the tobacco fields, which some people love. Oh, yeah. You need on. the headphones. Headphones. Wait, please. Pause for headphones. Um, yeah, tobacco fields. Would you like to work long hours in the tobacco Not fields? Not at all. Okay. He often went hungry um, because his parents were poor, and he was traumatized by watching his father beat the shit out of his mother. <laughs> all good stories, eh? Mm-hmm. His parents were super religious, as most fucked up parents of the days were. There's a theme today. Mm-hmm. Oh, holy night. Anyway, uh, when he was four, his parents joined the House of God, a church that combined Pentecostal Christianity with uh, Judaism. Mm-hmm. Not Judaism, Judaism. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I see him super religious. <laughs> Marvin took his parents' religious views, as most little kids would, even though this meant he couldn't play football or sing popular songs or pretty much have fun. Any form of entertainment was not allowed. I have comments, but I won't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that we all are thinking the same thing. Yeah. So at 20, so again, no fun. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay, let's do this. At 20, he became a minister, bishop. A man of the cloth. That's right, the cloth. And that same year, he married Alberta, the entire province. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, that was good. Oh, that was good. Or, you know, just one person. Uh, Now, she already had a daughter with another man. Did you... Are you taking pictures? Mm, I got a text message. It's all good. Okay. So, she had a daughter with another man. And Marvin, the well-rounded individual that Mm -hmm. we know... You know that guy? Yeah. Insisted on sending this child away. Of course. Yeah. You know, why? That's not mine. Fuck that shit. I'm a bishop. 
Screw you. Two years later, they had a daughter in 1937. Her name was Jean, which he also rejected because he wanted a son. Now, he didn't send her away, but he's like, you know what? Fuck that shit. He doesn't want an A at the end of his last name. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, shit. After another couple of years, they had another child. And this time, it was a boy. And of course, they called him Marvin Jr. Oh, my God. Because he's super original. So he was born April 2nd, 1939. Now, you'd think all of his dreams came true because he had a, a boy. And yeah. That's all he really, really wanted. Super pumped. But no. Marvin Sr. was insanely jealous of the boy and hated it when Alberta gave him affection. What? Apparently even suggesting that that kid wasn't his. So like, he just wanted to be mad. Somehow. Kind of narcissistic. Maybe. A little bit. Yeah. It, but... No, I was going to say I kind of understand, but but I don't. It's your child. I mean, I get jealous when Bowie gives Tyler, like, all the all the loving. Oh, yeah. I just want a little bit. But it's different because it's not I'm jealous of Bowie giving Tyler all the affection. It's more like, I'm lonely over here, buddy. Come and keep my feet you know, warm. No, I think dogs are okay to be jealous about. But he was jealous about Alberta giving, giving the, the kid, kid affection. So that's totally different. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I should ask Dexter how he feels about all the affection to give Phoebe. Yeah. Is the that, phone? There's a phone, right? The phone is ringing. I hear it in here. <clears throat> is that Tyler's? It's Tyler's phone. Tyler! Tyler, phone! Autobots, transform and roll out! And we're back. Uh, he was insanely jealous, you know, whatever, whatever, apparently even suggesting that the kid wasn't his. That's not fair. No. Especially to do to your wife. To get, to to just, like. Well, he was jealous of the kid. Anyway. Either, either way. It's just, just, don't be an asshole. So now, well, he's he's (laughs) an asshole. Now, because he had gone hungry as a child, remember, because they were poor and stuff like that. Yeah. He would make his kids go hungry. Because that's what you're supposed to do, is yeah. torture your kids on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they ended up having another boy and then another girl. And he would fast them all, say, uh, fast them all saying that it would bring them closer to God. Oh, right. He would warn them that if they didn't please God, they would go to hell. Right. I now, will. Bishop Marvin, uh, you know, the leader of the House of God Church, that guy, he was ruthless. He beat up his eldest son, Marvin Jr., from a young age whenever he would fail to accurately cite biblical chapters and verses. Really? Yeah. Jen, would you like to cite some churches? Some churches? <laughs> yes, I'd like to cite some churches. Absolutely. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> verses and biblical chapters for us? I can. Can you really? I know a bit of the Bible. I had to read it when I was growing up. So did I, but I don't remember. Anyway. Also, I got the best picture of you ever. Oh, shit, yeah. Mid-laugh. That's me You're fucking so up. adorable. Um, so even though he had more kids, uh, they, w- they would get regular beatings as well, but he would save the worst of all of his anger for Marvin Jr. Of course he would. The, for his first For son. fuck's sakes. Yeah. As the years passed, he became more sadistic with the beatings. He would send Marvin Jr. to his room and then spend up to an hour jangling his belt on the stairway to increase his already insane anxiety and horror. Can you imagine? Little Marvin began began having night terrors, of course, Mm -hmm. wetting the bed, and of course his father, 
would beat him because of this too. Now, do we know if he had head trauma? Is there is there any indication of that? Of little Marvin? Yeah. Having head trauma? No. There's no indication, but I wouldn't push it yeah, past it. Yeah, because there's, there's a recipe being made here, and the last ingredient is head trauma. It's <clears throat> true, but he... I guess with all the beatings. He's getting... He's urinating having night terrors yeah. because of the beatings. So he wasn't doing that for free. Ah, uh, for free? <laughs> for free. <laughs> so I don't know, but I guess, okay. no, I guess everything may... You know, it does... Yeah. It so, gets exasperated. Exasperated. Um, and at school, so he would still go to school. It didn't get any better because he got bullied because <gasps> his last name was Gay. G-A-Y. But it, back then, didn't gay mean happy? Like, gay was used as a form of saying... No. I thought so. Well, it did. I mean, that's what it means. But he got is. made fun of for yeah. being... Oh, so in, I hate people. Because this was... Yeah, whatever. Whatever year that was. Um, he also witnessed his father beat his mother. Alberta. So now you know, like the bishop, he witnessed his mother getting his ass, her ass kicked, and now he's kicking his wife's ass, Alberta, on a regular. And on top of everything, Marvin Jr. was also confused by the fact that his father, the bishop, would dress up in his mother's clothes. Oh, which he did for sexual kicks. There it is. Thanks, pops. Yeah. Thanks that's... for uh, thanks for letting me see that and whatever, whatever turns you on. I'm glad that I know. I mean, like cross dressing. Yes, is yes. Fine. Nowadays, okay. Like, I mean, it should have been okay back then. But to, I guess, not explain to your children. I don't know. There's a way of bringing it up. And yes, it's just that if it's for sexual pleasure. I mean, I'm not sure. You know, it's you read this, you don't know yeah, what's right, what's true. whatever. But if it's for sexual kicks, you shouldn't. Okay, don't let's say your- let's say you like a strap on. Yeah. Don't walk around and let your kids, kids see you see with it. a strap yes. on. You know, like leave that for the bedroom. Anyway. So even though Marvin Jr. seemed to have no hope in life, uh, being crushed down literally, yeah. right, left and centered, uh, he had a talent that gave him a, a level of self-belief. So this was his like a little escape from all the horror in his life and like, you know, something to keep him going. Yeah. You, it takes something, right? It does. He had a remarkable singing voice. <gasps> he started using it to sing hymns in church. But when the parishioners, parishion, yeah, parishioners yep. praised him, his father would lose his shit because the kid was getting attention. And I guess the whole little bit of narcissism yep. he had, Marvin began, Marvin Jr. began to sing in local clubs instead. It absolutely is narcissism. How can, how can a parent... Yeah. You should be like, yeah, check it out. Absolutely. My, my kid's singing these hymns like, amen, yay, woohoo. I mean, I don't know what you say in church, but. You're, you're shutting down, you're shutting down a part of their creativity and a part of who they are and their identity when you're not letting them uh, spread their wings and do their own thing and let them be them and find themselves. You're just basically trying to create a carbon copy of yourself. Yeah. And that to me is totally narcissistic. And. Yeah, he just, he can't, he has to be, like, I think lower than him, like, yeah, which is so fucked up. And I'm sure, too, like, in certain instances, like, even if he just opened his mouth to ask a question, he probably was getting shit on constantly. Yeah. Like, he had probably to be super quiet, be, be, not be seen, not be heard, just be a whisper, essentially. How do you live your life as a child like that, where you are basically, invisible and and constant fear too like 
you're invisible until you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah. You would, you would be frightened of even going to the bathroom. Yes. So no wonder he had to bed. Yep. Because what if something happens at nighttime and then you're going to get beat anyway? So he probably didn't even sleep either. He could have been an insomniac too. I have so many theories now. Keep going. I'm excited. By the time, uh, Marvin Jr. was 15, he was tall enough to stand up to the, and challenge his dad. Good. Most teenage boys end up doing at some point, right? Uh, well, whatever. When they get abused. Um, so stand up to his dad when he tried to beat him. He began to be like more rebellious. Uh, pissing off his dad on purpose, like messing with his hairbrush or chewing a pack of his gum. I really hope he took that hairbrush and brushed his pubes and left it on the counter. And <laughs> I know that sounds gross, but that's the first thing that popped into my head. Oh, <laughs> I don't oh even my know God. what to do with this information as to why you thought about that. I don't know either. Um, Anyways, my brain goes to weird places. And there would be a lot of pubes back then too. <laughs> Nobody's trimming. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, during his time, he started skipping school. He would also go to rock and roll concerts. Whoa. By Sam Cooke and Jackie Wilson. Whoa. Yeah. Now we're taking it way too far here, buddy. And he even joined, like, little doo-wop groups. <gasps> oh, shit. He joined, shit, wait a minute, shit. doo-wop groups? That's mm-hmm. scandalous. That is freaking um, sacrilege. <laughs> ah. Sacrilegious. That's the word in English. So, <laughs> I wrote, poking the bear, really. Yeah. This was all sinful. <laughs> he poked <laughs> something. So when he left school, uh, this kind of little breakdown. In 1956, he enrolled in the United States Air Forces. He eventually returned home with an honorable discharge. In 1961, he wanted to pursue his singing career and try that, which of course pissed his dad off. And to really pour salt in the wound, um, his dad's wound, he um, <laughs> to make him really enraged. I said, fuck him anyways, is what I said, because I was mad as, at Mr. Bishop. Uh, he changed his last name from gay, G-A-Y, to G-A-Y-E. E. I get it now. You Holy shit, how did I fucking not realize? Holy shit! I was waiting the whole time. I'm thinking, when is it going to happen? Holy shit. When how- is it going to happen? How did I not fucking... <laughs> you want to know why? Because when I started reading the story, originally in a book, it took me, and I'm like, hang on, what's this guy's name again? How? <laughs> okay, I feel like an idiot. It's okay. But I, don't say that because maybe people that are listening don't realize either. But this is on my list. Like, this is one of them on our list. Really? On our list. Oh, see, like, I've, I've not read that list since we, before we started the but podcast. But I'm so glad. You, okay. I'm so, so excited now. Well, I'm even, I was excited before, but now I'm even more excited. Daddy Bishop. Notice how I try not to say the first name and the last name together too much? Yes. Daddy Bishop began to drink a fuckload more and work less and less. Alberta, I'm so excited now. I'm like shaking. I'm excited. Alberta, <laughs> who worked as a cleaner, that whole province, mm-hmm. um, to help support the family, had taken a second job just to make ends meet because mm-hmm. he stopped. He started working less, right? Um, as this young man's musical career really kicked off with hits like "I Heard It Through the Grapevine," oh my God. I heard it through the grapevine, brown, brown. What's going on? Yes. What's going on? And my favorite. Sexual healing. <gasps> Sexual healing. Oh my God. Uh, Bishop Gay just kept getting more. By the way, this is Marvin Gay's story. <laughs> In case anybody didn't realize that. Uh, Bishop Gay just kept getting more and more irate. He claimed that human voices were only de- designed to praise God. Like, seriously, what the fuck? This guy. During this time, kind of like as the years went on, so it's kind of like a little mishmash here of 
the story here. Um, Bishop Marvin had a midlife crisis. He decided, that's it. I got to go public with it. This is it. I love dressing in women's clothing. Now, this clashed with the church and their beliefs. So he quit the ministry and began drinking on his porch, wearing a dress and women's shoes. His kids often had seen him wearing women's underwear and he would parade around the house in drag. I mean, yeah. I don't think, yes, in in most ways, this would be okay, but you're a fucking asshole who beat your That's child. I mean. It's like, even if you're struggling with your, let's say, sexuality, mm-hmm. or you like cross-dressing and that kind of thing, this yeah. doesn't give you an excuse to be an asshole. Totally. And so you have to think, that, but even, even if this was his one little struggle in life, and mm-hmm. he would get frustrated and get mad and get, you know, sometimes not know where to, I'd get it. But he was just an asshole all around. Yeah. Yeah. So, not gonna give you praise for... Yeah, no. Mm-mm. No. And then his wife has to work, like, extra triply doubly hard. Yeah. yeah I said triply doubly. Hang on. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, also note that Marvin Gaye did try, uh, I guess, to mend some bridges at, throughout his career by dedicating dedicating songs to his father. Really? Yes. And this, to me, oh. my opinion is no matter how much of a dick your parents are, there's part of you that still is looking for their validation. validation. Yeah. And that to me is what, when I read that, and so sometimes his CDs or songs that'll say dedicated to uh, Marvin Gaye Sr. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Like, it's amazing how you just, I mean, it is your father, and anyway. No, 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 but it's funny. um, The recent episode that I listened to of MFM... They talk about Nesbitt. Oh, I can't remember what her first name is. She was a model back in the 1900s. <clears throat> and I think they were talking about val- like getting your parents' approval, like constantly striving yeah. to make your parents happy. And I check myself all the time for doing that because I'm a black sheep. I, I like murder and I like nerd things and color my hair purple. I am totally not what any of my family members kind of roll with the punches in their life. And you're always sort of trying to reach out for that validation and go, look at me, look at me. I'm normal, but, and I, you can be proud of me with these kind of things. And when you start realizing, no, you don't need it. I think that's when you gain back control and you start growing as a person. That's just my opinion. Like, no, that sounds really that sounds right i mean i think everybody i mean i'm one that i always tried looking i'm kind of like the black sheep of the family too where i'm trying to find validation and it was hard being part of like this business oriented family where my father never understood and Mm -hmm. and he didn't until he came down to toronto and he took one of my classes and then he then all of a sudden it's like it switched because he would talk about my brothers all the time. Yeah. And then he would stop and not talk about his daughter. Yeah. And it's not because... I don't think he's doing it on purpose. And I don't think he doesn't love... Or didn't love me or anything. Because my father loved me like hardcore. Dad, you're never listening to this. But if you do, I know you (laughs) loved me the whole time. But it was hard to know that what they were doing was... um, I want to make up a word. Can I make up a word right now? Yeah, go for it. Validized? Yes. No, no, no. I get what you're trying to say. It's the, it's the <laughs> actions. I think actions speak, actions and words speak louder than the subconscious 
of thinking that of of loving your child when you outwardly project to people and talk about your child and and see the proud moments that if they're proud about something that they did not you know arson or drinking or anything bad like that and you recognize how proud they are of that and want to show you that i think in that you should be proud of it and vocalize it and it's not they're a doctor or this it's if your child is proud of something that they did doesn't matter whatever if they make a perfect circle on a piece of paper wonderful and they're happy about it let others know that your child is proud of what they did and therefore in turn you are also proud do you get what i mean like by but you talk uh, probably to your folks about all the thing wonderful things that you've done in toronto since you've been living here and it's because you're proud of the things that you have been doing so instead they should be talking about well my daughter's daughter loves what they've been doing she's been doing and therefore i'm happy and proud of what she's been doing or do you have a different like well no because i don't think i was proud of what i was doing oh oh i mean i mean I was the working, like, like proud eight, of. eight jobs at once just trying to make ends i think meet. that's badass um you survive but my, my mother was always like she was always like i can't i like impressed that i went to toronto and did it and she was i don't think i could have done it I'm like, yeah. yeah you could have my mom's badass but no like and it's not horrible like i want to be very clear that he right. wasn't you know it's just that he never considered me an artist until he saw me painting Mm, then it was like it switched and i was i was so happy to know that he finally gave me that validation like oh yeah she is an artist yeah yeah anyway i love that i would dedicate songs to my father i wouldn't oh (laughs) i fucking hate my dad (laughs) to her father not my father yeah i'll dedicate songs to your dad (laughs) okay we should make a song about your dad okay and then we should make a song about our moms okay because i love my mom I love my She texted me today. She's like, hey, daughter. Hi. She always starts it off with, hi, daughter of mine. I love it. She's like, is everything okay? Are you, are you getting snow like us? I was like, don't worry, mom. It's okay. All good here. And Tyler's okay, too, because I know you're wondering about him. <laughs> <laughs> the real favorite child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so when Marvin Gaye became famous and rich, uh, he even bought an expensive house for his parents in L.A., and begged his mother to divorce his father. Oh, good. But she was super religious and believed marriage was for life. I mean, that's the point of it, but... Or mm. the, the Not the point, the goal, but still, you know. Anyway. It's the learned way. Yeah. So Marvin... But Marvin Gaye's own marriage failed to get married, and his career began to dwindle. He began became dependent on drugs and he eventually had a breakdown and moved back home in Mm. 1983 he would lock himself in his room for days listening to records and snorting cocaine as you did back in the 80s that's true i mean i was born in 87 so i didn't know too much but i seen a i have seen a lot of movies that depict that and i've heard too through through the grapevine snorting coke was done a lot in the 80s baby that's good i like snorting coke no that's not funny in the 80s in the 80s that's right that's right this is an 80s song um <laughs> we need some synth in there shit <laughs> he started telling his siblings as well as his musician friends that he was going to die oh and that he might be poisoned or shot dead oh now this is common paranoia for people who are addicted to drugs but in this case was it paranoia or intuition dun, dun, dun. oh that's interesting yes now note side note mm-hmm 
Christmas of 1983, Gay, G-A-Y-E, <laughs> Jr., I should say, then, gave his father a 38 to help his father protect him. He was still paranoid that someone might be trying to murder him. Like a 38 caliber gun? Caliber gun, yeah, sorry, I didn't say caliber. So, Marvin Gay gave his dad, Bishop, that guy, the abuser, a gun... Because Marvin thinks that somebody was after him, and he's like, just to protect me, okay? Oh, farts. On April 1st, 1984. Oh, farts. Three months before I was born. Um, <laughs> the former bishop, now 69, no, no, no. couldn't find an insurance policy, which he had taken out the previous week. And he accused his son of stealing it. So apparently, they argued, and Marvin like pushed him or shoved him. Uh, Marvin Jr. shoved his dad away, which his dad responded by no, no, no. going to his room no, no, no. and getting his 38 caliber pistol. <laughs> his father returned to the room where Marvin Jr. was now calming down with his mother and then shot his firstborn son at point blank range in his shoulder. Marvin Jr. fell to the floor and Bishop Gay then went and stood over him and aimed at his heart and fired again. He was 44 years old, one day shy of his 45th birthday. His mother screamed and begged him not to kill her too, but he told her she had nothing to worry about and walked outside and sat on the front porch waiting for the police. Holy shit. Now, some friends and family say that they think Gay gave his father a gun as like a premeditated suicide because Gay had made failed suicide attempts a few times in the past. Oh, oh. Yeah, <clears throat> through all this stuff. Do we know when, like what the timeline of those are or anything? No. Okay. I'm assuming during his... Like, like fall of fall, 80, 83. His, his, uh, yeah, his breakdown. Yeah, in the 80s. And then when he was at home and he was listening to records days Shit. on end, just snorting cocaine. Yeah. Marvin Sr. was arrested and claimed that he killed his son in self-defense. <laughs> he was okay. denied bail. Good. And put on suicide watch. Oh, denied bail. Yeah, that's right. Ah. <laughs> Not everybody gets bail. His defense lawyer claiming that he was mentally unfit to stand trial. Gay later claimed, Gay Sr., later claimed that he thought the gun was empty or that it only fired blanks. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, Now, bullshit. that summer, doctors discovered a tumor on Marvin Sr.'s brain. Oh. Yeah. Which we know sometimes when there's tumors in mm -hmm. certain areas can cause different things. Um, so they removed it. And then they changed the charges against him. They were, it was reduced from murder to voluntary manslaughter. Mm. And he was given five years probation. Are you serious? He returned to the death house, is what I like to call it, <laughs> and continued to drink heavily, spending hours alone in his room. Yeah. His wife, Alberta, the province, <laughs> still devastated and seeing that Marvin wasn't remorseful for what he had done, finally fucked off and got a divorce. Yes, Alberta. Finally! Eventually, Marvin Sr.'s health declined and he was moved to a retirement home in Long Beach, California and lived a quiet life um, in October of 1998, 14 years after killing his son. He died of pneumonia. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if the tumor strictly was put on this like area, but then he just kept drinking. So obviously, I don't know. 
Marvin Gaye was an American songwriter who was a top leading male vocalist of Motown Records and became one of the most influential rhythm and blues musicians of the 20th century. He was given a star-studded funeral and was later cremated with his ashes spread around the Pacific Ocean. And as his ashes drifted away, as the waves were rising and rising. Oh my God. That was amazing. Oh my God. That was such a good, good story. I mean, it's like you told it so well, but I've, I've always wanted to hear this story. I didn't even know that he got killed by his father. And yeah. I was reading, and it was funny because when I was reading, I did the same thing. I'm like, oh, this true. And as soon as I'm like, oh, singing career, oh, clubs, I'm like, wait a minute, what's his name again? Marvin yeah. Gaye. When you said doo wop, I was like, what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I grew up on this stuff. Like, this is what was this, like, Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Th- this was the Temptations. This was all. I listened yeah. to all of this growing and as up. as soon as it, like, changed his name from Gay, G-A-Y, to G-A-Y-E. It was like, like I can't believe I didn't fucking clue in. <laughs> oh, my God. But if it helps, I was trying not for you to clue in. Because then there was there's a lot of information of like different groups he was in yes and stuff like that and i'm like do i go into a lot of that i'm like well people know marvin Gaye. yeah they can do their own research too but um yeah wow that was good this is good yeah it's a good one it was a good one your story was like it's my my jam it was just for you excellent this is a jam this was totally a jam sesh it was a jam sesh it was great strawberry and jam jelly peanut butter (laughs) (laughs) you know what both of those things go really well on ambient toast Then I'm like, bread, rice crackers? Toast? toast. Then I'm like, I get it. Peanut, peanut butter. Jelly. Peanut, peanut butter. Jelly. First you take the butter and spread it. Oh no, you don't take butter and spread it. You put the peanut butter on and spread it. How do you make a PB&J again? You put peanut butter on first because it's sticky and then you put the jam on. (laughs) And there's cooking 101. (laughs) I'm going to drink some tea. This is shit.